You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. In this episode, Future Net Zero founder Summit Bose speaks with Nikki Flanders, Managing Director of Energy Customer Solutions at SSE, as they discuss the global mission to reach net zero by 2050 and why net zero solutions must not only be green, but also sustainable. Nikki, lovely to see you. And uh, first of all, I hope everyone's well, everyone's safe in the family. We're all good here, thank you. And likewise, hope everyone's good with you. Absolutely, absolutely. I suppose we ought to start briefly with coronavirus. I mean, <laughs> where else could we start? Um, looking at how it's been, how do you think um, you as a business have adjusted? Like all businesses have had, had to adjust, but you've had two adjustments. One is yourselves as a big um, company, but also your customers. Can you talk through what you've been doing around those two areas around coronavirus? Yeah, I mean, I think like everyone I've spoken to, actually, of sort of various colleagues across different sectors, I feel no differently in that my team and that the broader SSE team have been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's really quite inspiring if you stand back and you think what we've achieved in SSE, and I know the same for many other companies in the space of a few weeks, you know, merely before coronavirus, if I'd have thought within two weeks, I could have got 99% of our service teams working remotely, um, able to maintain services to our customers, um, it would have it would have felt like it would have been a year's worth of challenge. Yeah. So actually, the fact of you know hyper prioritization, real focus, that common desire to make sure that we're continuing service has has been tremendous. And I'm really proud of what we've achieved. It's it's really changed our way of thinking, hasn't it? This coronavirus of what is what is key. Yeah, and, and I think, um, I mean, I'm sure like yourself, I've attended quite a few business conferences, online business conferences the last six, eight weeks. And there's probably a, a, a consistent narrative and a consistent feeling that, that I'm hearing. I think it's a couple of things. I think we as individuals are actually challenging our own way of working. So, you know, when, when this is over, do we need to go back to our previous ways? And generally, I'm hearing people say, no, actually, that there's some good stuff that, you know, in terms of working practices, we can take from this. I think we're also thinking about our teams. I mean, I mentioned that we've got 99% of our customer service teams working remotely. The need for physical, you know, interaction is absolutely critical. You know, we need that sure. for, for teamwork. But equally, being able to open up jobs, perhaps to, um, you know, members of, um, sort of the workforce that wouldn't have been able to access them before, you know, have more flexibility in how we work. I think that's most definitely a, an opportunity for us. And I mean, I'm sure it hasn't gone unnoticed by anybody, the unveiling of nature. I mean, it, it's amazing. I've I got was, sparrows in the bush in front of me. I, I, yeah. I don't know where they've been for the last 10 years. <laughs> well, we've had woodpeckers in our garden, which <laughs> has been, which has been great. And, and actually I was watching the local news with my, with my 11-year-old um, boy last night, um, our nearest city is Bristol. And the newsreader was saying that Bristol's pollution is 45% down versus pre-COVID. And my son turned to me and said, mum, when this is over, we can't let it go back, can we? And I think, you know, that's the sentiment that we all share. And, and so for me, I think that, you know, all of the reflections that we would have had as individuals, as business leaders through this period, 
um, it doesn't change, certainly doesn't change the SSE context, which is that net zero is the heart of our strategy and our purpose. We're investing heavily in low carbon solutions, and I know many other companies are. I think that you know what it has shown is that governments and business bodies and businesses ourselves can actually work really effectively together, and that's what's needed to tackle net zero. Um, equally, in order to achieve net zero, we need to have new technologies, we need to have new business models. Um, so creativity, I think, will actually be heightened in terms of moving to net zero. And it was interesting, wasn't it, that before COVID, the financial markets were very keen on um, investing in businesses or in, in, increased appetite to invest in businesses that had the sustainable and responsible agenda. Yes. And my personal view is that actually that's going to be heightened. And I think that's the real issue about the net zero um, you know, challenge, because when the target was set, you know, you as a business must have looked at that because everyone, everyone did. But, you know, we've seen that if you Google the words net zero before sort of, you know, February last year, there was virtually nothing. And then it just ramped up. When, even when the government announced the, the law, Theresa May's uh, government in, in July, I think it was, or June, just before she left, um, it had, hadn't really got into the consciousness. And then it's just really ramped up and ramped up and ramped up. So if you look at where we are now in a world that will be post-COVID, let's just look at kind of where and you touched it with your boy there saying mum let's not go back to this do you think that um there will be now a realization that net zero is not just a target it is actually the way we'll need to live it's got to be what we need to, to keep our planet safe and keep ourselves safe yeah i mean personally i think there was that realization before COVID. Um, I do think from a societal perspective, maybe that realisation might be heightened um, and actually people will feel it more keenly. I mean, one of the reasons why I joined SSE back in October of 2019 um, is that, you know, I really wanted to work for a company that was very specific about what they were going to be doing to move us along to the you know the net zero journey and it is a journey and it is a transition um, and you know i think speaking to our business customers and our domestic customers over in in ireland as well that there is a you know, a consensus of opinion that this is something that we've all got to tackle together and it's finding those solutions that are economically sustainable to ensure that we can go on on Absolutely. the journey yeah um, I mean, you know, as an SSE group, we've got four really clear goals, which, you know, personally, I think are absolutely obvious in terms of how we can track them and how we can measure them. And therefore, our organisation can orientate around them. So by 2030, um, Alistair, our CEO, laid out these four goals, which is to cut carbon emissions by 50 percent, to accommodate 10 million electric vehicles, to treble renewable energy and also to be a leading company in UK and Ireland in terms of fair tax and, um, you know, real wage. And I think it's these types of goals that actually underpin the, the journey. And, and then if you think about some of the proof points that, that we have as a, you know, as a country, 
Um, but but equally, you know, looking at sort of like the, the renewable side of things, we're actually moving on that journey quite well. I mean, Dogger Bank is a project that SSE um, is is um, you know partnering on, and that's the largest um, offshore wind farm in the world. So it's these types of projects that are going to make you know a real positive stride towards the net zero. Obviously, um, I remember we covered the story that when Alistair uh, revealed all of that and those targets, I think let's talk about a couple of specifics. So being accountable is important. So when you look at the, the targets that you've set as a company, how are you going to prove to us, the business audience, your own staff and your customers that you are being accountable? What are you going to do? And also, what are the sort of main aims to get to those things? So does that mean investment? Does that mean a shift in the business culture? Are you going to look at doing different things and stop doing other things? So can you give us a little bit more detail about how you're going to be accountable? Are you going to report what you're doing? And also some of the strides you're going to make to try and get to some of those targets you mentioned. It really is that blend of heritage that we have in SSE um, in terms of being able to drive those large-scale developments that are enabling us to move along the, the net zero journey, plus making green and low-carbon solutions accessible to our customers. And, and you know, we've got some great examples of, of partnerships where we are working with a number of customers. I mean, one would be in GB, where we're working with O2, part of the Telefonica group. Um, and we've recently launched a new proposition that enables all of their suppliers and their partners to access our SSE Green, which is renewable um, electricity at a discounted rate. You know, we have a, a you know, we have other examples. So, for example, in Ireland, um, our electricity team have been working with Glanview in the agricultural sector on um, how they can really exploit microgeneration. So, we've installed um, six kilowatt PV solar panels um, and what we've done is that we've linked that with a smart platform so that the farmers are able to actually understand where is their energy being generated what actions can they take so i think to answer your question you know there's there's the top level group in terms of how we're achieving at a at a total level against those four goals but then there's also the customer um, conversations and the customer deliverables that we're putting in place to enable our customers to move on their journey towards net zero you have a, a, a project or a, I don't know whether it's a catchphrase or a, an actual uh, stated business name. You, you call it de democratising green, I think, if I've got it right. What does that yeah. mean? What does that mean? Yeah, so, so for me, I mean, you know, as we've discussed, in order for us to achieve net zero, it needs that we need to be able to ensure that green energy, sort of low carbon solutions are available to everybody. So it's not just necessarily the very large organizations that can access a um, sort of green product through a corporate PPA. It also needs to be domestic customers, you know, small businesses, medium-sized businesses. And I think one of the challenges that we have as an energy sector, which I feel really confident that SSE is able to, um, to crack actually, is to make those products and solutions acceptable, accessible to all of the sectors. So it's not a case of bamboozling people with technology. It's making it very practical and very you know, realistic to their, their specific business needs. So democratising 
of green and low carbon solutions is simply that it means that any of our customers regardless of their size um, or their sector can actually access a suite of products so let's talk about you just said democratizing um and and it sounds great but you know we're a tiny company we're a micro company right we have a landlord who i have to fight with just to get uh, led lighting in we've got windows that are terrible that we should you know change to improve our our in heating our sustainability how can you offer help to get to net zero for small companies because it makes sense that you can work with big partners i'm very interested in your idea of democratizing how does it work for small micro businesses and smes how, how do you see helping people like myself yeah i mean well you know, if I, if I take Ireland as an example, SSE has invested two and a half billion euros since 2008 in renewable developments. So we're able to offer our electricity customers 100% green energy. And, and I think in terms of making those types of tariffs, a green energy tariff accessible to, to all segments um, actually is a big step on, on the path. Equally, um, in GB, um, what we have is a very specific um, SSE green tariff, which is electricity and gas. So it is about, you know, with your landlord still being able to decide which tariff you can actually access. Equally, we have specific propositions um, across GB and Ireland for landlords. And we recognise that, and I think this is the thing, that not every sector is the same. We have various schemes in terms of how we can um, install um, PVs or how we can install um, LED lighting. I mean, and another example would be around electric vehicles. So SSE has a group called SSE Enterprise. And what SSE Enterprise do is that they will design and install electric vehicle infrastructure. So our business energy teams have worked with um, SSE Enterprise to actually be able to enable our customers to be able to actually have a end-to-end -end proposition that is sustainable, it's powered from dedicated um, renewable energy, and the design is all, and the install is all done for you. So, so I suppose really my, my answer would be that one, one size doesn't fit all, yeah. but actually it's a modular approach. And, our job as energy providers, so energy retailers, is to make sure that we're understanding with our customers their needs and that we can match their needs with the right solutions. Is net zero finally actually business now, really? No. I think so. Because it, it, it used to be like it's sustainability, it's one of those things, and it's profit loss. But actually, if you look at where, you know, your, your boy, let's go back to the beginning, your boy saying, mum, we can't live like this again. Mm. They, he's the future consumer, mm. right? When they grow up, that generation, they'll want to know uh, the, the carbon profile of things. They'll want to know how it works. So do you actually think net zero is actually business? I think so. I mean, if I think, God, about 20 years ago now when I was um, leading out some digital businesses, and one of the things that we used to say was, you know, think digital first. So everything you do, think how you can digitize it. You know, actually, I, I think now it's, it's, you know, think net zero first. So actually every action we're taking, are we, are we moving towards that net zero end state or are we actually moving backwards? And if we're moving backwards, we need to ask ourselves really seriously why. Um, you know, and as I said before, it has got to be 
economically um, sort of viable. And I think that the onus is on us to actually understand those opportunities, think creative, you know, think creatively. And and you're right, you know, the the sort of younger generations coming up, it's just the way we should be. It's just what's expected now, which I think is really exciting. Nikki, thank you very much. That's a positive note on which to end. Thanks a lot for your time. You have been listening to a promoted podcast from Future Net Zero. Thanks for listening to this Future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com. Future Net Zero. Better business, better planet.